and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, in which we'll be operating under a constant anvil hanging over our heads with the pressure that comes with producing this program every day. I don't know how you deal with it, Mo. You know what, man, DK? It's for the people, okay? It's for the people. Stiller Nations, for you, baby. It's a sacrifice you're making, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> It's all good, man. This is what the we number do. Number one subject among those people that you're describing just happens to be the quarterback, and that's pretty much par for the course in any city that you go to that has an NFL franchise. This one is a little bit different, yeah, in the sense that we haven't had one of these in like 20 years, yeah. and with Kenny Pickett, there's a part of me that feels like Moan that if he'd come out two, three weeks ago, it just had an eruption of a game. You know what I'm talking about? A 350 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. And you'd have everyone, he'd, he'd have everybody eaten out of his hand just the way he did when he came in, into the mm-hmm. line, right? Yeah, yeah. But there, there hasn't been that, even though he's, you know, he had his moments along the way, including winning the game against the Saints and looking a lot better in the second half, squeaking in for a touchdown and everything. This is now, I, th- I get the feeling that the nation as a whole is just waiting for, come on, give us something here. Give us something we can hang on to, you know? Yeah. Show us that you're the guy. Is he the guy, yeah. Moan? Uh, man, uh, DK, I have that question asked to me all the time. Here mm-hmm. in Tennessee, there's a huge presence of Steeler Nation here or social media or doing interviews too on, you know, just anywhere. There is, you know, Kenny Pickett the guy. And there's that can go so far in depth too, DK, as far as like, what's the guy? What are we looking for when you say, is he the guy? Because truthfully, every franchise is looking for the guy. And as we can tell, franchise after franchise sometimes seem to miss and they miss again and then they miss again. I'll say this, I, and maybe this is just me being a cocky Pittsburgh Ginzer, okay? Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> I don't think Pittsburgh is a city man that chases the guy year in and year out. Is that fair to say a little bit? You know I, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They're more strategic than most when it comes to that position. And I know, of course, you have a couple guys, but even think about those guys. Cordell was a guy for a little while, right? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Going Even mm-hmm. going so far as the backups. Ben has kind of had us for the last 20 years, but making the decision to go good, get him. Who go gets a guy out of Miami of Ohio? You know what right. I'm saying? Like that. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying as far as going to get the guy. I feel like Pittsburgh is a little bit smarter than most when it comes down to going to go get this dude at quarterback and This is where I'm at with Kenny. I think Kenny's very capable. I think Kenny's in a position to where everything that the modern quarterback is doing, he does. Um, As far as being able to run the ball, as far as being able to spin the ball through there, uh, his completion percentage is at almost 67%. That's pretty good. Whether it be dinking and dunking or whatever you want to say, his biggest issue is INTs, Okay cleaning that up, and we saw growth in that in this last game, simply chucking the ball away, man. Damn that doggone percentage. Chuck it away. Be smart with the ball. You can't help us win if you are throwing the ball to the other team. That's a step right there. If we saw that DK with the step that he made with throwing the ball away, stopping the interceptions, not being, again, what did we say earlier this year or about a few weeks ago? Look, we need you to do uh, Superman-like things, but we don't need you to be Superman. Okay, leave the cape in the back. Just lift the car when we ask you to and just walk away. We don't need anything other than that. And that's where I'm at when it comes down to Kenny Pickett. Is he the guy that kind of leads you to a Super Bowl? 
Well, I'm going to go this route, DK, and I know you don't like this one, but Uh-oh. quarterbacks that win Super Bowls, man, they're paired. And you know where I'm going. They're yep. paired with a guy that knows them. They have a mm-hmm. head coach that support them. They have an offensive coordinator that's paired with them, DK. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're there for what Kenny's skill set is. Maybe removing the guy, and I can't overstate that enough, simplifies this a little bit for a young rookie coming into this league as a starter. I do think it was a lot on his plate to try to give the ball to Chase, to George, to Pat, to Deontay, to uh, to friggin' Najee. That may be one of the reasons why Najee was the leading receiver on this team because mm-hmm. of, look, it's simple to find him. Hey, I got him, I got him, I got him. I got four guys downfield, so let me just dump it off to the guy that's closest to me. That's where I'm at when I say he's got to be paired with the right guy to not overcomplicate this process of learning what the NFL is, learning how to operate an offense, what's a win in this league, and what's a true loss. And I don't think, you know, he's fully gotten that so far. He has taken some steps. Uh, To win the Super Bowl, DK, heck, (laughs) I played in one and lost that one, and then forever chased it years after that. That is a hard task. That ain't just the quarterback. That's also the defense. That's special teams. That's making field goals when you need it. Is he capable of, of, of playing his part, uh, potentially being one of those guys that get 340 yards passing in the game? Yeah, I, I'll ride with that one, man. Probably more consistent than ever. He'd probably be a 275, 295 a game type of guy. That's a, a win in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, I mean, the idea, and this I've heard more in the past 48 hours than I had all really all season long as it relates to Kenny is now all of a sudden the expectation is, well, is he that guy who I can envision mm. winning the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh? Well, well, okay. Everyone just wanted him to start about a month and a half Ooh. ago. Okay. And now we want him to be Joe Montana. And <laughs> it, it's like, there's a bridge there that has yeah. to be crossed. Okay. He's mm-hmm. going to have to have, his scenes, like what we saw against New Orleans, you mentioned the six times he threw the ball away, and he threw it away yeah. willfully. It wasn't. It wasn't like remember the one that he got in trouble with. Yeah, uh, he threw the fryer mouth and ended up being an interception and cost the team the game. Now where's he throwing it? Out. Ten throw. Yeah, <laughs> you know he's throwing. <laughs> get to, a souvenir. To the hot dog vendor, right in the upper deck. Whatever yeah. it is, get it out of there. Yeah, that's a small step, and then a very decidedly non-sexy step, but it had to take place. And there's a reason that everyone that I talked to after the game Sunday at the stadium was focusing on that, including Kenny himself was, listen, hey, zero INTs, okay? Uh, If you ask yourself, what what made for Jalen Hurts' next step of his evolution in Philadelphia? What was it? He just became crazy bleeping responsible with yes. the football, right? Am I right? Yes. Yes, man. And and, and that's all we're looking for. He's a young guy in this league. If you've been around your kids and teaching them small things in sports, you tell them, no, 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 no. We're not throwing the curveball right now. Just throw the ball straight, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I don't need you catching the ball with one hand. We going to catch it with two hands first, okay? Hey, listen to me. We're not dunking at five-year-olds, okay? Simply make a layup. <laughs> that's basically where we're at with, with, with Kenny. It's look. One step at a time. I think we forget sometimes how how much goes on the plate of a of a young dude that, that that inherits basically an entire franchise. He took a step, DK. I'll take that one for right now. 
When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, five minutes of endless loop footage of five-year-olds dunking. Welcome back to the Ramon Foster Show. And continuing our discussion of Kenny Pickett, maybe broadening it a little bit too to include the overall scene in which he operates. Quarterbacks are are different in terms of the way they're evaluated. It's not just how they did that Sunday. It's not just how they're doing within the league overall. It's also how they do against their class, their peers. Now, Kenny's in a bit of a different bracket for the 2022 class because he was obviously the first quarterback taken. But you could mm-hmm. still throw him into a group of other guys here, Moan. And how do you think that's going to play out over the years to come? But, but I think this you is very important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think this is very important too because Ben was judged by a group of guys that he came in maybe a year or two before him and some after him too. Ben's mm-hmm. era was Ben, Eli, Brady, Phillip, uh, Drew Brees. Just to name a few. Rogers to an extent. Yeah. Rogers, yeah. Rogers yeah. also. Uh, and, and you look at those dudes and you say, man, every single one of them got a ring except Phillip. You know what I'm saying? And and now every single one of those guys except for Tom and, and Aaron Rodgers have kind of phased out of this league in a sense. But that, like truthfully, you know, like I know, I felt Peyton probably was in that one too. All of them were probably judged by their rings, right? Right. They, they were all to judged an extent. by. Yeah. 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 Well, Philip for sure, I feel like, was chasing his when he went to the Colts, you know, and they just couldn't get it together in San Diego at the time. But but you say to yourself, he was good enough. So that's what we're speaking about with, with Kenny, too. Is he good enough? And where is he going to last with this new group of guys that are coming in? And let me, y'all, in the comments for sure, definitely comment back and let us know. I think his group is DK, uh, Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Joe Burrow. Maybe one or two more. I don't know if Malik Willis is in this because I don't know if he's going to be a starter in this thing or not. But that group right there, I look at this new wave that's coming in has probably got to keep the NFL afloat with quarterback play. Maybe Tua. Maybe Tua. You know? And I think of of all of them, except for Joe, he's probably been the most successful one so far. So Tua and Joe Burrow, for the most part, are the guys. Um, Looking at Kenny, does he fit in that group with them? I'd say yes. What does that turn into? Well, he's got to face Lamar, who's an older guy in this league now. He's got to also face Deshaun eventually, and he got to face Joe. This could be, if if if, if uh, Kenny Pickett's not the guy, probably one of the hardest conferences when it comes down to quarterback play just in general for the next few years. And he has to, DK, for the sake of this franchise, really improve from year one to year two. Making the playoffs, ah, whatever. It's a wash in a sense. I love to watch this team make the playoffs. But this year one to year jump and moving forward for a guy like Kenny Pickett has to be one of the best ones we've ever seen. I I don't want to compare it to what Josh Allen's kind of turned into, but we need to see a lot of that from year one to year two as far as just overall play and elevation of your player, of your teammates that you're playing with. I'm going to throw my own perspective at you on this one. It's oh, not going to be league-wide, okay. and it's not going to be historical, and it's not going to be generational or anything like that. Here's mine. Okay. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers, I want to have the best quarterback in the AFC North, okay? I want my quarterback to be able to walk into those three stadiums. This one's taken for granted. Those other three stadiums and say, 
our guys here to play with your guy. I don't know which one's going to be the best today, okay? But I want Kenny Pickett to be able to take the field with confidence against Lamar Jackson, against Joe Burrow, against Deshaun Watson. And as I say all those names out loud, he sounds or feels like he would be the underdog in every one of those scenarios, doesn't he? Yes, he does. So that's the bar for me that I keep. This is just for me. I keep that one in my head. I want to have the quarterback who can at least be on par with the other three quarterbacks in the AFC North. And to me, if you have that, you don't have to be Ben and go 502 against (laughs) or whatever it is, 30 and 0 in Cleveland or anything like that. You don't have to do that. Yeah. But you got to be able to take care of those six games. And if you have a quarterback who can handle the AFC North, you're going to be a successful football team. Man, I, I feel like this is a conversation on top of a conversation for years I to come. I know DK. it does. It's like a summer like, conversation. Like, here, here I am looking at his peers, and I'm I'm looking to – I forgot to look directly at his competition. You right know, here. like that. that's that's a hell of a – like Judd, like that measuring stick when it comes down to what's what – and, and what's acceptable for for Kenny Pickett moving forward, man? And, but this is the other part. It's it's uber important for this team to draft well moving forward. It's uber important for this team to hit free agency well at this point. Picking and choosing who you're going to choose to you know to stick around your program, uh, re-signing guys, figuring out the cap. Because if if Kenny's what we think he are, and I think the rest of these quarterbacks starting well, heck, we started with Deshaun. You know what I'm saying? Like the the management of the cap, with, with what these quarterbacks are going to command if they do compete, DK. You know what I'm saying? If Kenny Pickett does prove to be the guy. But you're right. It, I thought for sure the AFC West was going to be the, ooh, this is going to be a big-time mm-hmm. quarterback. And it's still turning to Patrick Mahomes. You know yeah, what I'm is, saying? Isn't it? <laughs> I, I, right. I look at these, these, these four guys that are going to head the AFC North, and I say, goodness. This mm-hmm. is as raw of a dogfight as you've ever seen in your entire life. If they, if Kenny Pickett matures the if, way we think he is, if yeah, there were nobody's putting Kenny. Uh, I'm not speaking for you, Mona. I'm not. No, putting I'm Kenny not either. In any kind of bracket with anything. But I'll tell you what. This is this coming week. <laughs> yeah, you can say what you want about all the other matchups and hoping this guy's healthy and that guy's healthy and everything else here and revenge from the opener and whatever else. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. The, yeah, this is yeah. this is Kenny versus Burrow. It just is. This is the start of it. And it, just to pull the curtains back a little bit, when new guys came to the North, Johnny Manziel, um, heck, even Lamar and jo- what was what Flacco, Ben made it a point to to go ahead and say, all right, this is my opportunity. He never said it out loud, but you know there was no room for letting a a, a young quarterback have airspace in the AFC North. You better be stingy. That's that competitive side that Ben carried with him, and he didn't have to say it. Yes, I whooped you. Go get another quarterback. You don't want them saying that about no, the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's true. You wanted to. You wanted, in particular, to make sure that you kept Baltimore and Cincinnati's quarterbacks in check. So when the Bengals went out and they just kind of basically anointed Andy Dalton their franchise yeah. quarterback, what ended up happening? The Steelers made it a focus to completely defuse him. And by the mm-hmm. way, that applies to this day. Lamar Jackson. The defense was designed. The one defense, you and I talk about it all the time, (laughs) that other teams used as a blueprint to shut down the Ravens. Why? Again, you have to shut down their quarterback. Cleveland Mm -hmm. changed quarterbacks more often than they changed underwear, so it doesn't really matter But even still, Baker, though. 
Think about Baker. Baker was supposed to come steal the AFC North. That's true. Yeah, and, and what happened to him? He's in, he's in another city right now. That's yeah. important. DK, this is a heavy conversation, man. Yeah, it really uh, is. It oh. really is. This is a good, good summertime one. File this one away. When yeah, we come we, back, <laughs> the only segment that matters. It's Hey Moan. Back to the Ramon Foster Show and the only segment that matters. It's brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, app, and of course, above all, the Pilgrim are crafted for craveability. Order your favorite item at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Before we get to today's segment, Moan, I, I have to share, because I'm going to do this every once in a while. <laughs> Some of the stuff that we do off camera here. But as soon as that last segment got done, your eyes are like this. Because I mentioned AFC North. Moan is like, he's like Bill Bixby turning into Lou Ferrigno and he's getting all green and he's must kill, must kill. Yeah. It's amazing the division, the, the impact the division has on you guys. It really does. Man, it means so much. Like when Coach Tomlin drops that, for the first time of the year, men, this AFC North ball. You're mm. like, oh, yes, it oh, is. Just AFC North. <laughs> chills. It, it's, to me, still by far the best. I I, I do think the, the physicality in which the AFC West, no, the NFC West plays with, the, I think the Niners play very physical. I think the mm. Rams have a very physical team. Looking at what Arizona has historically had, I don't think they have it defensively right now, but even also just Seattle. Very physical division. Now, and I yeah. always looked at mm-hmm. yeah, I always look at the mm-hmm. AFC North like that too. Like it, it's hey, yeah, has a reputation about this one. Now this one is is you know, then you get into the individual stuff. We can talk about this later in the week, but uh <laughs> I, I don't believe that I, I don't know if you're gonna have Minka Fitzpatrick the week after appendicitis, but Minka was the one that was running. <laughs> Uh, wreaking havoc all over creation in the opener in Cincinnati and yelling at them and barking at them and saying afterward he doesn't like them. And, ah, AFC North, see, I'm looking you at your it? face. You're still, yeah, you you're see? just, yeah, you're you're still down there looking for Geno Atkins right now. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> and listen, Mika wasn't even drafted in our division, and he gets it, man. He totally, you, you, he's such a stealer. Oh he was my a gosh, steal- you, He didn't know it. He was a stealer when he was in Miami. You know? Worth every pick. You hear me? Every single pick and contract. That guy oh. from, from you remember the, the the Niners game? Speaking of the NFC West, just like that, just. I was out there and then Santa Clara. You're talking about he was just magic. He just walks in a field. He didn't know the playbook. Nothing. No. <laughs> and there's NFL films had Tomlin mic'd up, and we'll get to the segment just, just we'll get okay, to the so, hey moan in a minute yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so so Tom, tomlin is out there in the warm-ups doing that standard bsing with some other coach from the other team whatever and he's out there and he's talking to somebody from the niners and he goes he goes so you guys seen our new safety that uh, <laughs> guys you, you, can, you can't hear him as clearly because he's not mic'd up and then tomlin says i think we've got our guy for years to come mm-hmm. and i yeah. know exactly you know you know what Minka brought in terms of yeah. you know being a safety, that's not what he meant. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know? Listen to me. 
Yeah, no, and, and the thing about Minka too, this is turning into a hey Minka segment, okay? I like but this it. is just this is him understanding what what Pittsburgh embodies, what the North, what the AFC North, and just what the play and presence mean. He's very Troy like, like like, and I'm not comparing him to Troy. No, uh, uh-uh. but Minka, quiet, super chill, don't get too loud. But on game day, he is an out-of-body experience, man. Like, I've never seen it. Heck, I hate I missed the fight from camp this past year when when he, he piled on to somebody, oh. man. Yeah, I heard about that one. But that's just him. Don't, don't take no mess and just driven like none other, man. That might or might not have been a guy who recently was traded to the Bears. All I know is is See, don't say you get will, nothing for watching the Ramon Foster show. <laughs> they I might very, or might not have been there. They were very scarce in their conversation because that was a uh that, that was, was a, a that Mike was Tyson. Not, I said it at the time that was not normal football stuff. Again, he he don't bother nobody. That was really something to light Mink up like that. All right. So anyway, now that I'm in trouble. <laughs> Look at you. Okay, here we go. Uh, Pete Yadula comes at you with, hey, Moan, maybe this is or isn't in your wheelhouse, but I'll ask anyway, what is in Deontay Johnson's DNA that makes him turn around and run the wrong direction after making a catch? <laughs> what kind of coaching leads to this? What is this? And then he says uh, nice things about the show, too. Oh, I appreciate all the nice stuff you mm-hmm. said, man. We saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is what you call business decisions. This is a guy understanding what the business is. Um, Deontay signed a short contract, man, when it comes to just longevity of his career in Pittsburgh. He is uh, what you would call just 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 borrowed time, in a sense. He's going to make his plays stay relevant. Um, but he's also just the safety aspect of it. There's uh, Lockett in Seattle does the exact same stuff when it comes to catching the ball. I used to be now. I used to be the most. What do you want to call it? Bash dude, bashful dude ever when it came down. DK, man, don't run out of bounds. Give him the deliver the boom right there. And then I learned like those guys at those positions, wide receivers, running back, sometimes even tight ends, to where okay, I can hit you and just deliver the boom and what you need me to, or I can, you know, not have this hit and I already got all the yards I'm going to get anyway. Like, I used to have a problem with that, but the game has changed. These guys understand, look, as many hits as I take, I'm probably going to end up be out of uh, being out of the league if that's the case. Uh, guys get older. Guys get smarter. That's why you sometimes hear that old uh, saying that the league wants guys young and dumb. Why are they young and dumb? Because they'll do stupid stuff. Look at the way Najee runs right now. Najee is a very physical downhill back. There will become a point in which you'll see Najee probably getting down, running out of bounds. I get it. I understand what body preservation means. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a matter of how long can I last in this league sometimes. And Deontay going backward is, uh, hey, let me figure out where I'm at so I can get the safest, safest amount of yards and get out of bounds. It sucks because did we even get that first down? We went from second and three, third and three, and I think we may have punted, if I'm not mistaken, on that drive. Um, I'm with y'all. But as I've gotten older and understand what these guys think, I, I <laughs> for a fan, I get why you hate it. As a player, I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's definitely the healthy way to look at it. I mean, this is, uh, you know, this, this is a, 
Nah, we'll see. So let, let, let me give you a, let me give you yeah. a scenario. I'm I'm dealing with a guy. Um, not I'm not personally dealing, but I, I know a situation in which a guy was declared. Um, he had a concussion right on this particular team mm-hmm. currently in the NFL right now. Yes, and yes. right now they're facing a game week right on the short week. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, this guy didn't come out of the game at all for a concussion, but afterwards mm-hmm. he's on the injury report for having a concussion. So for How the fan, yeah. <laughs> I ask you, do you care about this guy continually playing with a concussion when you know that is a serious injury in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to say, man, oh, he's a tough guy? I'm thinking about that guy 15, 20 years from now that finishes game off and bashes his head against the wall when he probably should have pulled himself out probably by the third quarter. So yeah, which see, one my, do you want? My, my thing with Deontay is less about – I don't know that he avoids contact as much as – as much as it is that he he fancied himself the moment he was drafted and what he was able to do in Toledo, which was Toledo, yeah, was he could go in any direction after catching the football and find grass and then just find yeah. more grass. And when he came to Pittsburgh and he, he and everybody else were familiar with AB being able to do that, the difference was AB <laughs> had a level of elusiveness that can't be replicated, okay? So A.B. would make that same maneuver, and he wouldn't do it every bleeping time like Deontay does, right. but he wouldn't catch the ball. He, he, if he had to, if he thought it was to his benefit, he would turn, cycle it, and then find daylight, and then nobody was touching him. Right. So Deontay, in a lot of ways to me, strikes me as being just not as good as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean. That sounds mean. But yeah. we all, if there are people who have a higher opinion of what they're capable of doing, and sometimes that can be a true. good thing in life. Okay, yeah. sometimes that can be a positive because you could achieve yeah. things that maybe you otherwise couldn't have or wouldn't even have tried. Yeah. But in this in this specific case, somebody needs to just tell him ix nay. Okay, enough. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you seen the screen grab of yeah. of him facing that first down the other day, and there's just yeah. like. He's at the beach Grass. looking at it. the ocean, and he decides to run inland. Yeah. Okay? I mean, it was just so it. bad. <laughs> I saw it, man. Uh, it was that just, was just awful. A, In that sense, I can't defend it. That was a bad football decision to be made. But, again, I, I say I more understand it now. Yeah, it makes sense to some <laughs> we can't interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. As we just spoke about the, the AFC North and how physical it was a second yeah, ago. Run forward. Now huh? we're run forward. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. All right, Mo. Let's do another one of these tomorrow. <laughs> All right, my brother.